Welcome back to Boozy Bracketology, where we believe in three things. Strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. And this month, we've added a fourth thing. Mercilessly slaughtering all of your cherished childhood memories. I'm your host, Mike, and my own boyhood favorites have already been so mercilessly thrashed that I am all out of terrible parodies. But I'm sure that's a relief for most of you. Yes, this month, we've been narrowing down the greatest TV show theme song. And in the round of 32, we lost Animaniacs, Happy Days, The Wonder Years, X-Files, and so many of my other favorites. And we're only at the Sweet 16, so we have a lot more difficult decisions ahead of us. And I'm glad I don't have to make them. Let's meet the poor schmucks who do, shall we? In the order that I'll be speaking tonight, we're going to start off with the person who has had by far the most amount of sleep and the least amount of things happening in his life since the last time we recorded. Tim, how are you doing, man? Uh, I am doing just fine. How about you? I certainly cannot complain. He looks tired, guys. Mm. Well, I can't I can imagine. imagine why that would be. For those who are, are unaware, since the recording of episode six and between then and now, I had a kid. Or my wife did. <laughs> and yes, you and helped con- some. Yeah, you, you did help a little bit. Yeah, congratulations, Tim. Well, thank you. You guys, you guys doing doing well then? Everybody's doing good? Yeah, it's been a fun adventure for the first, you know, 10 or so days. It continues to be an adventure, let me assure you. <laughs> you drinking anything tonight? I am. I am drinking. I think I had this a couple of episodes ago. The Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA from New Belgium. Absolutely. I remember that one because I put it in my mental list of beers to look for. That's yeah, a solid drink. Oh, yeah. Now I'll be on the lookout for that, definitely. Uh, next up in our panelists for this evening, uh, we're going to head down south to Florida, and we're going to have Chris speaking. Chris, how you doing tonight, my friend? Mike, I am good, sir. I am good. I am drinking something new. I've never actually had this before, um, but it was brought to my attention by someone who's definitely not my wife that I tend to prefer bottles of bourbon that are like in the 50 to $60 range, so I went out and bought a $20 bottle. Um, this is Old Granddad Bottled and Bond. Um, Kentucky Straight bur- Bourbon whip- Whiskey, straight at 100 proof uh, on a one giant chunk of ice. And it sips really nice. Like, it's a really nice sipping bourbon. I went to try and find some more of that old tub that I really enjoyed. And I couldn't find that, but, like, I've heard good things about Old Granddad, and I'm not disappointed. This is a damn good bottle of bourbon. This is the... The bottled in bond or the bonded old granddad, not their regular off the shelf stuff, but it's still really good and at a really cheap price point. Excellent. Excellent. That's one I'm going to have to look out for. Uh, as, as I mentioned, uh, pretty much every episode, I've been joining you on the uh, whiskey train this episode, and I've brought it back around to where I started from. So I'm still working on the uh, Elijah Craig small batch. Elijah Craig's a good distillery. You're, you're going to enjoy that. Oh yeah, no, it is it is delicious, and I got my little giant ice cube in there, so I feel very sophisticated. Heading west a little bit, we're going to uh, check in next with Josh. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Mike. I'm uh, taking it easy with the booze tonight, just drinking a uh, Coke Zero. I have actually been chastised by several fans of the podcast for the amount of swearing that I do, so I'm going to try to temper that back tonight, and... Uh, I figured the easiest way to do that would be to start with a nice cold Coke Zero. 
<laughs> oh goodness! Oh, I, I didn't realize we were supposed to be watching our language. Oops. We're gonna earn that explicit tag, still, right? Like it, it's still gonna happen. Yeah, I think that. Uh, I mean, you know, I I do really try to be on my best behavior, but a lot of times the boozy part of the boozy bracketology kicks in, and you know, I just can't help myself. Oh, speaking of people who swear a lot, usually at me, <laughs> uh, let's check in next with my lovely wife, Nikki. This is our first uh, first boozy bracketology episode that we have ever done after having filled out actual March Madness NCAA brackets. How's your bracket doing, baby? Yeah, my bracket's not good, um, but it's, that's okay. You know, it was a, I, I, it was kind of a fun tournament, but it, yeah, yeah. My, my whole right side is is donezo. Oh, yeah. But it's all right. I still got FSU in there, so. That's Woo-hoo! right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, since Duke wasn't in it, it was a, it was a rough, rough one. Rough yeah. One. yeah. What you drinking tonight? Well, I mean, it's it's through the week, so I don't have any alcoholic beverages. I, I actually really almost went crazy and had a green tea. Like, I was super close, but I was too lazy to actually boil water. <laughs> so I, again, have my Topo Chico mineral water out of Monterey, Mexico. I'm going to hold it up to the screen right. that people are going to see it and look at it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's very lovely. <laughs> it's a lovely green bottle with a nice yellow and red. Topo Chico, not a sponsor of the podcast, but at this point, they really should be. I love it. I mean, I think I should have my own Topo Chico podcast. Yeah, but yeah, so our our Basset Hound currently has the best bracket in the family, so. But he's uh, done, though. But he's, but he's also done. I don't think done. he has any paths to the but, Yeah, picking, picking a lot of upsets can go really well in the first two rounds, but eventually when you had, what was it, Wisconsin versus UCSB in the final, <laughs> it's eventually not going to pan out very well for you. Uh, and closing out our panelists for tonight, the uh, always delightful and frequently controversial Stephen. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm letting you all in on a historic moment now. I hold in my hands my very first Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Ooh. So we're going to crack this baby open and let's see how it does. It's not bad, but the diet's better. I'll be switching back. Hmm. Hmm. A little cinnamony. Interesting. I can't even remember the last time I had a Diet Dr. Pepper, so I don't remember what Diet it's supposed Dr. to taste Pepper like. Diet Dr. Pepper is the better Dr. Pepper. Like, it is. Diet, Dr. I, Pepper's way too I feel like no one. I feel like no one drinks. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I feel like no one drinks regular Dr. Pepper. It's yeah. all Diet Dr. Pepper. They seem to have perfected that formula. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get down to it. We are in the Sweet 16. We've already lost a lot of favorites, and we're starting it off with another doozy. I don't know how you guys are going to make these decisions. I'm glad I don't have to do it. Our competitors this evening are going to be the number nine seed of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which stormed its way past the eight seed Spider-Man before narrowly edging out the Muppet Show. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is going to be taking on a juggernaut in DuckTales, which has yet to lose a vote, sweeping both Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and Sesame Street. To decide this matchup, we're going to start with Tim. All right. So this was probably the hardest one in this round, I think. Uh, These are both childhood favorites for me. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a classic. Uh, I grew up on them. But the DuckTales theme song is just 
so much catchier, and we've been saying this entire time, that the DuckTales is probably a, uh, a a top four theme song. But we said that about Animaniacs, and the Animaniacs are no longer part of this. However, DuckTales is, and they are getting my vote. And that's one vote for DuckTales. Still has yet to lose a vote. Chris, will you break the streak? You know it. Um, actually, no. I, I love, I love Ninja Turtles. It's it's sewn into the fabric of my being. That show spawned so much happiness and joy in my life when I was a kid. It's not even funny. And I've never in my life seen, I don't think, an entire episode of DuckTales. But damn it, that theme song is in my head a lot. DuckTales, woohoo! I, I love that theme song. Um, ironically, the theme song was not enough to make me watch the show. But I think about it a lot more, and I think of it. I guess kind of part of it is when I think of DuckTales, I think of that theme song. I don't think of the characters or anything like that. When I think of Ninja Turtles, there's a lot for me to think about, and that theme song's up there, but there's other parts of that franchise that I am in love with. DuckTales, for me, is literally just that song, and that song is amazing. DuckTales gets my vote. DuckTales storming out to a 2-2-0 lead. We might have another runaway on our hands. Josh, do we? Well, both great songs, both great shows, and, of course, we're all kind of roughly the same age, so we both grew up on these shows. Uh, but, you know, life is like a hurricane, and I consumed many of those this past weekend in New Orleans. I'm uh, still enjoying the remnants of that. So I'm still going to go with DuckTales. I don't think I voted against it yet, and I'm not voting against it now. It's my uh, one of my favorite TV theme songs as a child, so go DuckTales. Now, no one has voted against it yet, and so far, uh, no one has in this round either. Let's turn to Nikki to find out if DuckTales is going to continue hitting buckets left and right. Well, this is the sweet 16. I mean, this is this is where you got to be. And I just feel like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles deserves to be the Sweet 16. They deserve to, like, have, you know, a little bit of that, you know, five-point lead at the beginning of the game before they lose it. So I'm going to give Ninja Turtles my vote because I really think it deserves a vote. Oh, and DuckTales loses its first vote of the entire tournament so far. Possibly a pity vote. We're not entirely sure. But it's, it's, our, it's it, but but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles nonetheless is a good song. It does pick up a vote. DuckTales, unfortunately, just has a little too much of a lead to be caught. Let's see if it's going to cover the spread or not. Steven, round us out. At the end of the day, I've heard three different bands cover the DuckTales theme song. And I've heard no bands ever cover the Turtles theme song. Because the Turtles theme song is catchy earwormy set you up perfectly for the show but it's just not as good a song ducktales is just legitimately a good song ducktales could probably cure mild depression it's that upbeat and that amazing it can go past you in a duck blur and it gets my vote and uncle scrooge huey dewey and louie are going to defeat leonardo rafael michelangelo and donatello in the sweet 16 and head on to the elite eight to feature to face one of these two competitors we've got the number three seed of the flintstones which won straight 
four to one matchups first against Batman and then against Scooby-Doo. And they're going up against our Cinderella story, the Rescue Rangers, a 15 seed, which completely swept by the Simpsons. The Simpsons playing Ohio State to uh, Rescue Rangers, Oral Roberts. I'm sorry if it's too soon for you Buckeyes fans uh, in that game. And then absolutely ripping my impartial host's heart out, edging out Animaniacs three to two, a three seed versus a 15 seed. There's a 15 seed in March Madness uh, in the NCAA tournament this year in the Sweet 16, and there's a 15 seed here. What's it going to be, Chris? Rescue Rangers or the Flintstones? So who did Oral Roberts beat in the second round of the tournament? <laughs> you already know. I'm well aware. Um, <laughs> you, it, it, like, I'm well aware of that, and everyone, there's not, a, there's not a secret here. Everyone on this show and anyone that's listening knows what I'm voting for. Ch Ch Chip and Dale, Rescue Ranger, come on! The Flintstones theme song, I don't like. I don't like the Flintstones for that matter, so that doesn't help matters. Um, it seems formulaic. It doesn't seem... It, it seems like a theme song from that era, whereas Rescue Rangers is exactly what I want in a theme song. Like That song will get you hyped up. I would go for a run listening to Chip and to Rescue Rangers, and guess what, guys? I don't run. Like, it's not in my repertoire. Rescue Rangers is the song that if DuckTales is going to cure your mild depression, listening to Rescue Rangers is like snorting cocaine. It is going to put you on the highest of highs until the song is over. That song is amazing. Um, also, please don't snort cocaine. But Rescue <laughs> Rangers gets my vote. <laughs> And that's Rescue Rangers picking up one rather enthusiastic vote. Uh, just very briefly for the edification of our listeners who don't follow basketball as closely, uh, Chris, the Florida State alum, is gleeful because after dispatching Ohio State, Oral Roberts defeated F the Florida Gators in the second round. So that was that was where all that was coming from. Uh, but Rescue Rangers does have a one to nothing lead as we head over to Josh. Yeah, Rescue Rangers is a fabulous theme song, uh, and looking over this whole bracket. Oh, man, I, I would love to see that matchup with the Rescue Rangers and DuckTales. How awesome would that be to have a Disney afternoon you know, matchup? That being said, though, even though it's a great song, I do feel that the Flintstones is a little more timeless. I think it, it has bridged uh, multiple generations, and I think that's a testament. I, you know, I think, you know, like our parents' generation know the Flintstones, and we know the Flintstones. We know that song. It's more ingrained in pop culture. Um, and I just, I just think it holds up better. I don't know if the Rescue Rangers outside of kind of our generation has, has maintained that. Now we'll see, you know, with the, with the new version of the show and everything, but I'm going to flip my vote here to the Flintstones. I think it's, it's uh, the end of the road for the 15 seed. And the Flintstones pulling even with the Rescue Rangers. It's going to be a heck of a game here. Let's check in with Nikki. I was thinking about this one a little bit, and I mean, I don't know, color me crazy. I agree with Josh here. I think that the Flintstones is a little more timeless. I think Rescue Rangers is probably, yes, the better song if you're going melodic and all this, but it, it really kind of is trapped in its own generation, where the Flintstones, yeah, I mean, it is an older song, but everybody knows that song. I mean, it's it's classic, and you still have Flintstone vitamins. You still see them. They're, they're, they exist. Um so I think, and it, and it is really about the show. I mean, it explains all the characters. I think I have to go with Flintstones. 
Flintstone started off a little cold as the favorite here, but they have stormed out to a 2-2-1 lead. Let's head over to Steven next to see if they can sustain the momentum. Well, what a specious and stupid way to decide this. Who cares if the song is timeless? We're not voting for the most timeless song. We're not voting for the one that's gone through the most generations. We're voting for the best song. And you two idiots just both said, this is a better song, but this one's more timeless. No, go with the better song. Rescue Rangers is clearly a better song. It's a full song. Rescue Rangers is great. It's amazing. It was a great show. It was a better theme song. Rescue Rangers all the way. And this is Boozy Bracketology, so it's going to (laughs) lose. Well, no one's out of the woods yet, Stephen. We have a two-to-two tie heading into our final panelist as Chippendale's Rescue Rangers does pick up its second vote. It is a new round. All of our panelists currently have a buzzer beater that they can fire up towards the metaphorical basket if they would like to use 30 seconds of time to try and sway Tim one way or the other as to how he should vote. Any takers? And I'm not hearing anything I'm seeing Chris contemplate, but no, I think you're on your own, Tim. What's it going to be, Flintstones or Chippendales Rescue Rangers? I am very glad that this one came down to me Um, because as I stated when I first came on the show, I was very excited to be here so that we could finally have some good damn opinions on this show. Um, These are both timeless, in my opinion, Um, both Flintstones and rescue rangers will dig into your ear they they will they will take they will ruin your lives and honestly they they're both deserving of being here that said this should be the animaniacs against the flintstones i don't know how rescue rangers got here but it's still the better song rescue rangers is going to keep the cinderella story going move it on Someday, maybe Fred will win the fight, but it is not this day. As Chippendale's Rescue Rangers takes down yet another iconic song with a last-minute bucket. And maybe, just maybe, for a bunch of 80s kids, the cartoons and kids region always had to come down to this. It is a Disney afternoon Elite Eight in this region. It, it is going to be DuckTales versus Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. But we're going to get to that in the next episode. Until that time, we're going to move on to the bottom half of the left side of our bracket. This is the pre-1980 sitcoms region of our bracket. And our first matchup, we have the number one seed of the Jeffersons, which swept its way past Mr. Ed before narrowly edging out the very show that it spun off of All in the Family to reach this round. And it is going up against... Gilligan's Island, number five seed, which avoided the 12-5 upset by uh, squeaking by Mary, the Mary Tyler Moore show and then beat Happy Days in a four-to-one thrashing. We are going to start with Josh. What's it going to be? Yeah, for me, this is easy. You know, no matter what Norman Lear show is going to uh, move on, uh, you know, both, you know, both of those shows were timeless. They're... Um, 
theme songs are timeless. I mean, moving on up is just you know that that's that we've we've mentioned it before. It's just a it's just a great song uh, rhythmically, it's lyrically, and it just it um, professes what the show is about so well. So this is no contest for me. It is the Jeffersons. The Jeffersons picking up its first vote as I turn to Nikki. <laughs> you know, like I'm I'm struggling with this because like I agree like with what people are saying, like, you know, yes, we're going with better songs and everything. And I and I agree some are better songs, but we're also this is TV theme songs. This is to me what represents the TV show. It's not just about how great the song is, it's also you know, representing the show, I feel like you cannot think about Gilligan's Island without the song. I can think of the show Jefferson's, even though everybody knows the song, I can think of it without the song. So for me, Gilligan's Island, the TV show, and Gilligan's Island, the song, are synonymous. So I just feel like I have to go with Gilligan's Island on this one. I think it's more of a TV theme song. And the TV theme song of Gilligan's Island pulls even with the Jeffersons. As we check in with Steven next. So, yeah, um, the Gilligan's Island is perfectly representative of its show. But I think the Jeffersons is just as equally prepares you for what you're about to see, because that's what it's about. It's about this family that's moving on up, that's starting to achieve some equality. And that's a hopeful idea to take into your show and it's a hopeful song that you want to sing along with and it's still the better song so moving on up gets my vote moving on up we'll pick up a second vote as we head over to tim next to find out if we're going to have how close of a game this is going to be there is one of these songs that actually has been credited by none other than Weird Al for inspiring a lot of his career. Um, there was a little heard, a little heard RPM uh, called Stairway to Gilligan's Island. And it was kind of one of those first parody songs. And Weird Al is one of the few people who had heard it. And he credits it with inspiring a lot of his parody career. Uh, and therefore, Gilligan's Island is going to get my vote here. <laughs> Gilligan's Island picking up a second vote as I add uh, Stairway to Gilligan's Island to my must-research-and-listen-to list. And everybody, we have another 2-2 two to two tie and... Heaven help us all. It is in the hands of Chris. But we do have buzzer beaters available for everybody if anyone would like to throw up a shot here. Take it away, Chris. Break some hearts. I don't even... I, I know what I'm going to vote for, but I have no idea what I'm about to say. So this is all going to come off the top of my head. <laughs> but I, I sat down to look through kind of... I was trying to break these down logically... And I've talked to I've talked to this before, but you know I want me I want my theme song to set me up for what I'm about to watch, and I actually think both of these do a good job. So Gilligan's Island, the theme song, does a great job of setting the stage for what I'm about to watch because it literally goes through everything that happened up until the pilot episode aired. It brings you up to speed in that regard, whereas the Jeffersons just puts you in the in the place and in the mood for what you're about to watch in a really unique way. And I've said before, the Jeffersons is the first theme song that I'm aware of. 
that I actually remember tying back to the show and thinking, my God, that theme song is amazing. I didn't have that with Andy Griffith, although I know people that can whistle and I hear whistling is fun. But what I'm looking at is this. Gilligan's Island ran for three seasons. It was 90-something episodes. And it's been in the lexicon of pop culture ever since then. But it doesn't age well because everyone knows what happened up until that point now. If we're talking about what sets us up going into the first couple of episodes of the show, then Gilligan's Island is probably the better song. But both of these, we've got this 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 long history of knowing these songs and knowing what they're about. And I just have to agree with Steven. I think the Jeffersons puts me in the place and in the mindset that I need to be to watch that show. The Jeffersons is the better song here. I'm really looking forward to this next matchup. If it goes the way I think it's going to move the Jeffersons along. I was not even sure where that was going when you started speaking, but excellent analysis, Christopher and the Jeffersons will be moving on to the elite eight as it edges out Gilligan's Island. And we're going to find out which of the following two iconic theme songs it's going to be facing off against. Will it be the number six seed of Beverly Hillbillies, which edged out WKRP in Cincinnati, the 11th seed in the first round, and then took out the Brady Bunch in the second round? Or will it be the Laverne and Shirley show, which squeaked by the facts of life in the first round before taking down Andy Griffith relatively easily? Beverly Hillbillies, Laverne and Shirley show. Nikki, you're up. I mean, I, I mean, we've talked about Beverly Hillbillies a little bit, and I, I struggle with it. I mean, I think it is like it is synonymous with the show, but I have trouble remembering all the lyrics, and it's just not very. I don't know, like so much of it is talky, so I'm just struggling with it as like a theme song. I mean, it's a little bit more of like a narration, um, and I, I think the Laverne and Shirley song. It just, I mean, to me, I hear that song and I think of Laverne and Shirley. Um, but I guess it just depends on how much you've watched that show because it doesn't necessarily, you know, tell you what the show's about. But I think it is synonymous with it. So I, I, I think I've been voting for Laverne and Shirley the whole time. I think I got to do it again. So Laverne and Shirley show. And the two seed Laverne and Shirley picks up its first vote. Steven, you're up. Yeah, this is strangely uh, exact mirror of the last match we have. And it's a song that just kind of literally gives you the exposition for what happened before the show began versus a song that is just thematically in line with the show and does a better mental job of getting you in the place for that show. And because last time I picked the Jeffersons to be consistent, I have to pick Laverne and Shirley. And fortunately, consistency also has me picking the better song. So Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> and Mr. Consistent himself, Stephen Cast his vote for Laverne and Shirley, giving it a 2 2 nothing lead as we swing back around to the top of our panelists list and check in with Tim. If we're talking about consistency, we regularly vote for the one that tells you what the show is about, where you can jump in at any point and at least know what you are watching. Uh, we also talk about consistency and my love of Weird Al. So the one that has been covered by Weird Al gets the vote here. It is Beverly Hillbillies. That Buddy Clampett's got his own cement pond. As the Beverly Hillbillies does pick up a vote. It is two to one. It's going to be a little bit of a game here. Chris, 
what's going to happen next. Well, if I was going to listen to my buddy, the old granddad right here in front of me, he would tell me to go for the Beverly Hillbillies. But old granddad, you're not the boss of me now because we eliminated that damn song a while ago. No, Laverne and Shirley's song is iconic. I'm getting sick and tired of going after Stephen and having him say everything I want to say more eloquently than I ever could. It's pissing me off. But Stephen's right. Laverne and Shirley is an iconic theme song. It puts you thematically in exactly where you want to be to watch that show. Um, And this always should have. This is the one part of the bracket where I can say this always should have come down to this matchup. In this part of the bracket, the pre-1980 sitcom, this always should have come down to the Jeffersons versus Laverne and Shirley to go to the Final Four, and I'm really excited for that matchup next uh, next recording. And Chris praising his wife's seeding in this particular region because we will have the one versus the two seed to close out this particular region of the bracket as Laverne and Shirley does pick up its decisive third vote, but we do want to round things out with Josh. Yeah, I haven't voted for Laverne and Shirley yet. Uh, and that's merely because there are a couple things. I, I was never a big fan of the show. I mean, again, this is from my Nick at Night knowledge, right? Um, I do think it is a good song, though. Uh, it just, against the competition it's had before, I, it just wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, but against the Beverly Hillbillies, and I think the Beverly Hillbillies is great. You know, I can remember the little lines, you know, the Texas tea and all that stuff. But um, I think Little Laverne and Shirley's theme song up against Beverly Hillbillies does a much better job of explaining the show. So I will throw my vote to Laverne and Shirley. And Laverne and Shirley easily heading into the Elite Eight with a 4-2-1 victory where it will take on the Jeffersons. Another fun, iconic matchup coming up in the next episode. I'm really looking forward to it. We got two more regions in this episode, though, to finish out to round out our Sweet 16. And the next one's going to hit a little closer to our childhoods as we talk, and possibly adulthoods as we talk about post-1980 sitcoms. That's 1980 and later. And our first matchup of the evening in this particular region is going to be the number one seed of Cheers, which thwomped Family Matters and then edged out the Wonder Years to make it here, going up against the Big Bang Theory, which took out Malcolm in the Middle fairly easily. And then, in what I know was a heartbreaking decision for some some of y'all, did edge out the Drew Carey show. So it is Cheers, the number one seed versus the 12 seed of the Big Bang Theory. And starting us off, we have Steven. Two extremely iconic songs. Uh, Two songs that I associate completely with the show they're attached to, so they check all the boxes there. But at the end of the day, which one are you going to catch yourself singing the shower? It's not going to be that somewhat depressing tune that is the Cheers theme song, which is basically about how much you hate your life at home. So you have to stop at the bar after work to avoid, I guess, your shrew of a wife, I'm assuming, because, you know, Cheers. No, Big Bang Theory is a catchier, more fun, just better song. It's better written. So Big Bang Theory all the way. And the unabashed Bare Naked Ladies fans does give his vote to the Big Bang Theory as the 12 seed takes an early lead on the one seed. Might we have an upset on our hands? Tim, what do you say? Finally, something Steven and I agree on. Um, As an unashamed nerd, the Big Bang Theory, the Bare Naked Ladies, I love every bit of it. Um, 
the 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 way that the bare naked ladies worked some really obscure words into a very fast-paced song it's actually really hard to keep up with if you if you uh are trying to do the whole thing um it's just the better song and it's way catchier so it'll be the bare naked ladies and big bang theory for me Big Bang Theory storming out to a two to nothing lead. They are in control of the game right now as we head over to Chris to see how close this is going to be or how much of a runaway it's going to be. So uh, not a lot of people know this, but like Cheers is one of the first shows that I remember like my mom watching and loving. Um, She loved, loved, loved Cheers when it was on. We didn't watch a lot of TV in our house, but Cheers is one that my mom watched and she did graduate over to Frasier. And then, you know, hey, kids got older. She ran out of time to do things. But I remember Cheers being out of my house a lot and I've got a lot of fond memories. And I've been thinking about this a lot recently, but I've got a lot of fond memories of just of that show um, because it does kind of tie me back to that point in time in my life where, you know, we didn't grow up in that household where like Steven said, where my dad or someone had to go to the bar to escape their, escape the shrew of a wife. But that show just, it's, it, 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 I, I hate saying this, but it was a, a different time. That show has not aged well. That first, the first two seasons of that show with Sam and Diane is terrible, terrible stuff. Now do not, it doesn't age well at all. But the song is the song is timeless. It really is. But the Big Bang Theory theme song is in my head once a week, if not more. Um, I don't know, Stephen. Can you tell me was that recorded just for the show, or is that a Bare Naked Lady song prior to the show coming out? I believe it was made for the show. Okay, so Chuck Lore, my friend, give me money first off. We'd like you to sponsor the show. But also, like, Chuck Lore, like, that is picture perfect. You're a great executive producer, if for no other reason than you got the Bare Naked Ladies to write a song for that show that matched everything that show was about perfectly. I'm not the biggest fan of Big Bang Theory. It's a formulaic comedy. It's fine. But the best parts of Big Bang Theory to me are the 35-second introduction in that song. That song is perfectly matched to the content there. The one seed goes down, and I have a feeling it may not even be close. and the one seed is going down the big bang theory picks up its third and decisive vote and i would like to partially echo chris uh chuck laurie please give us money uh even if chris mispronounced your name (laughs) that's okay you've probably only seen it spelled it's possible i'm mispronouncing his name i actually have no idea uh Anyway, Big Bang Theory has a three to nothing lead but we do want to hear from the rest of our panelists so let's start with josh yeah, it was just one of those moments where, you know, if I was listening to the podcast instead of, you know, starring on it, I would have to stop and pick it up a couple days later because I would have absolutely no idea what the hell just happened. Uh, Big Bang Theory, great song. Yeah, it's fantastic. But uh, the Cheers theme song, you're talking about iconic, <laughs> something that encapsulates a show and, and has, has been timeless. I mean, anyone that hears that song nowadays can still knows where it comes from. I mean, if I was making this bracket, it would have been the number one overall seed, you know, period. So what a shame. We're not going to have, I want, have we ever had like a two versus one seed matchup in the entire history of the show? Like some actual real matchups that have happened. It's just, it's crazy. Obviously I'm voting for cheers and uh, I'm, uh, I'm sad. We won't be able to see it. Move on. Josh, tune in next episode. where We have the rightful two versus one matchup in the lower left-hand corner of the bracket. Mike, I'm taking this away from you. Go ahead. 
Yes, you are. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Old habits die hard. Oh, man. Usually Steven's the one dropping truth bombs, but uh, tonight it appears to be Josh giving cheers the uh, correct vote, albeit uh, too little too late. Uh, not to sway you in any way, Nikki, how would you vote? <laughs> I mean, this one was actually a little harder than I thought, just because I think both of those shows are iconic in their own way. I mean, both of them ran about the same amount of time i mean they're just one is just a little bit more modern um i I think that the the song in big bearing theory is i mean i really like that song it's super catchy but i probably would have voted for cheers in this one um i think you know i mean it doesn't matter but yeah i mean i i would have given it to cheers i think overall it, it is a little bit more um synonymous with the show so And Cheers does make a game of it, but it's probably because the Big Bang Theory already knew they were moving on and decided to rest all of its starters. That was a close game, but the 12 seed does oust the number one seed in this particular region and will be heading to the Elite Eight to determine the champion of this particular region as it goes up against one of these two worthy competitors. Will it be the number three seed of the Golden Girls? Which has had a little bit of a tough road to get here as they narrowly edged out both Full House and the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, or will it be the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the two seed, which has not had a difficult time at all getting here as it has yet to lose a vote, storming past both Saved by the Bell and Growing Pains. Golden Girls versus the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We are starting it off with Tim. Yeah, there's a reason that the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air has not had a hard time going through this. Um, For one, it's had a very easy route with who it had to go up against. But for two, it really should be, in my opinion, the number one seed in this region. Um, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is just that iconic song that you sing that you attempt to sing drunk in a karaoke bar at one 30 in the morning. Uh, so it's going to be the, the, the fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And the fresh Prince of Bel-Air picks up its first vote in this particular matchup still has yet to lose a vote. And yet again, I turn to Chris and say, Chris, will you break the streak? So I want to combat with something Tim just said. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air has not had an easy route here. It's had a, a harder route, I would think, than the Golden Girls. The Golden Girls beat Full House and then beat Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Dude, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air went through Saved by the Bell and Growing Pains. Like, Saved by the Bell, we all said, well, we'll listen to that. I love Saved by the Bell, and it should have been seated higher, but Fresh Prince is better. They're not wrong. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air made easy work of their pre- of its previous two matchups, but that's not to discount the ability of those other two songs. Growing Pains and Saved by the Bell had great theme songs. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air has Will Smith and all that charisma that that man just oozes is all present in that song. And that song sets up exactly what you're going to watch perfectly. Not only does it give the exposition, but you're in the correct mind frame after watching that to watch the sitcom that you're about to see. And it doesn't matter if you're having the heart-wrenching moment like Will with his dad, or you're having just the, the, the weird stuff with Jazzy Jeff and the Hillary connection. It doesn't matter. You're in the mood to watch anything that show is about to put in you, throw at you because that theme song puts you there. 
Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is the better song. Move it on, please. <laughs> and yes, Chris, you are correct. When I when I said it, when I said easy road, I meant that it made, that the Fresh Prince made it look easy, but it uh Fresh Prince of Bel-Air does pick up its second vote and takes a borderline insurmountable 2 to nothing lead. We're going to find out if Golden Girls is man- going to manage to mount the comeback or if Fresh Prince is going to run away with yet another very difficult matchup. Josh. Fresh Prince deserves to be here. It's a fantastic song. It was a great show. And, you know, we all love it. Um, I hate to see Golden Girls go down. I feel that's the way this is going to go ultimately because I, I think it, overall it's a wittier show. And I, I think that the theme song, you know, it's just it's, it's a matchup here. I think it's a it's a great song. Um, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to give it its due. I'm probably not going to be able to fully see the money ball here, but I'm going to try, damn it. I'm going to go with the golden girls. <laughs> and it is possible. We might have a money ball in our hands. Uh, Josh does give his vote to the golden girls picking up its first vote. I uh, let's see how much further it can go. Nikki, what do you say? Yeah. I mean, unfortunately this is about matchups, um, and, and other regions maybe golden girls could have gone farther but this just comes down to i mean it's fresh prince i just don't think you can beat it right now um i think it is a great song and it represents the tv show i mean you can't think of the tv show without that song um so um, to me i have to vote for fresh prince but I, i i am sad to see golden girls leave and Fresh Prince, although they did finally let uh, the other opponent get in and make it a little bit of a game, will be moving on to the next round as they pick up their third vote. We do want to round this out with Steven. What are your thoughts? Yeah, this is obvious. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, I love the Golden Girls theme song. I voted for it in the previous two rounds. But there's no contest. Fresh Prince is just an amazing song in and of itself, let alone an amazing theme song. So it gets my vote. And to the Golden Girls, we say thank you for being a friend, but you you had a really, really tough opponent, and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air will be moving on to face the Big Bang Theory to determine the best theme song of the post-1980s sitcoms. And we are moving on to the final region of our bracket, the bottom right region, the drama action sci-fi region, where... Our first matchup of the night is going to be the number one seed of The Sopranos, which has had some surprisingly tough competition as it has narrowly edged out both Psych and Game of Thrones 3-2. And it's going to be taking on a little bit of an upstart here, a 13th seed in Veronica Mars, which edged out Doctor Who and then stormed past the X-Files to get here to the Sweet 16. Veronica Mars versus The Sopranos. Chris, you're up. Take my land, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I'm voting for Firefly. Write in vote for Firefly. That's what we can do, right? We can write in our own votes because literally everyone else said Firefly deserves to be on this list. And I think it's just about time I said that as well. Uh, Yeah. um, Of these two, I feel weird. I think the Veronica Mars song is the better song. But the Sopranos puts me in a more realistic expectation for what I'm about to watch. So when we're talking about what the better theme song is, I actually do think it's the Sopranos. And I think that's the first time I've voted for the Sopranos this entire bracket. (laughs) 
I do believe you're correct, but Sopranos does pick up its first vote as Mike yet again adds Firefly onto his list of TV shows that he eventually needs to watch, but probably never will. (laughs) Heading over next, we have Josh. This entire side of the bracket, I think, is a little difficult. Um, and, I, and I've gotten some feedback from other fans of the podcast and are like, you know, why isn't like the Bonanza theme song on here? I mean, there's just so many other iconic you know, shows and just, and I, you know, no uh, qualms to the bracket maker. I know we wanted to have different regions of different types of shows. So I guess it makes sense to have a drama sci-fi Um but I just I think a lot of spaces got wasted on the side of the bracket for a lot of other good shows throughout television history. That being said, uh, I do think The Sopranos deserves to be here. I would say it's definitely the number one seed. Uh, hope it makes it to the final four on this side of the bracket. And I'm definitely voting for The Sopranos. Sopranos picking up its second vote against Veronica Mars. Let's turn to Nikki to find out how big of a uh, blowout it's going to be. I don't know. This one's really a car for me because I didn't really watch The Sopranos and I loved Veronica Mars. So it's been hard to separate it a little bit because I'm just don't think of The Sopranos theme song. I mean, it's really based on just listening to both songs. And it's hard because I still don't really know exactly what The Sopranos is about. I know it's a mafia related show, but it wasn't like I that song explain it to me either which which doesn't matter it's just based on songs i guess on in, the, in this sense because neither one of them are you know like a, a sitcom kind of show but i kind of think though maybe veronica mars ex- does it a little better as far as the you know angstiness you know it's a little bit i don't know more in your face so i think i'm voting for veronica mars on this one but it was kind of a tough call And Veronica Mars, much like its title character, not going down without a fight as it picks up its first vote. It is two to one Sopranos as we head to Steven. Yeah, my feeling is is, uh, that once we eliminated uh, Game of Thrones, the Sopranos is going to sail through this bracket because it's clearly the best song left. This is a weird section of the bracket. I don't know if it's necessarily bad, but there are just like, because we crammed sci-fi action and drama all into one there's just like not enough representation here i guess is the way i feel but that being said the sopranos theme song i've voted veronica mars every single one i like veronica mars i like the show i like the song the sopranos is a better song it's thematically puts you in the mood for it it's got uh, a really great sense of feeling like it's a mafia movie without being dated or like forcefully italian like it could have been if it was really hackneyed. No, it's just a better, much, much better song. So woke up this morning, got myself a gun. <laughs> and The Sopranos picks up its third vote uh, as we head over to Tim to find out uh, if it's going to finish with the fittingly with an Alabama three or if it's going to pick up its fourth vote. Yeah, I'm going to echo what everybody else has kind of been saying in that it it really is a shame that this region was as consolidated as it was. There are a lot of theme songs that should have been on here and were kind of just left off. Buffy the Vampire Slayer should be on this bracket. Firefly should be on this bracket. Uh, I could list, you know, probably a dozen more. Uh, that should be here and aren't, uh, if it were me having made it, 
I probably would have gotten rid of the pre 1980s sitcoms and expanded the the action drama sci fi into two separate regions. But that's not the case. I am going to throw my vote to Veronica Mars. I love that song. I love that show. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have much to say on this matchup, but it, it's Veronica Mars for me. Veronica Mars does make a game of it yet, and they do disappoint some gamblers by covering the spread, but The Sopranos is moving on as the number one seed to the Elite Eight to face off against one of the next two teams. Will it be the number three seed of Mission Impossible, which, after having a little bit of a close matchup against Dawson's Creek, absolutely destroyed the greatest American hero? Or will it be the Dukes of Hazard? which dispatched Knight Rider fairly easily, but then had a little bit of a tough time with Smallville. Dukes of Hazard, a seven seed, going up against the three seed of Mission Impossible. And we are on Josh to start. So I think, if I'm looking over the bracket, this is the only non-lyrical, just instrumental song left. I'll defer to the host on that one. But, um, so yeah, I think it's kind of cool. And what makes Mission Impossible unique is that there are no lyrics, but yet when you hear it, you know exactly what it's uh, you know talking about. You know uh, what show it's pertaining to, and uh, you know to try to be like you said consistent. I think that we've used that as a criteria uh, throughout the rest of this bracket. So I'm going to use it again for this one. I'm going to vote for Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible picking up its first vote, and Josh is absolutely correct. It is the last instrumental only theme song left on this bracket. So that is that does potentially make it a little bit of an interesting matchup. Wonder if Dukes of Hazard is quite prepared for that different style of gameplay. Nikki, what do you think? I mean, I wish Smallville was here. I'm just kidding. Um, but no, it's I, I think Mission Impossible on this. I mean, it, it is to me, I, I, I feel like I haven't even watched the TV show, but I know what Mission Impossible is simply by that tune. I mean, it's just such a great tune and you can use it and so many things. Um, I mean, Dukes of Hazard. it's a fun song and everything, but and it does do well with the TV show. But I think Mission Impossible is just, I mean, you, you just, I mean, automatically I know exactly what it is. And I just think that familiarity of it. And it's just a great little tune. So Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible picking up its second vote. Possibly hitting uh, the shots a little too well for its competition. Steven, what do you say? So here's what I think. If you took somebody who had never seen either of these shows or heard either of these theme songs, put them in a dark room where they had no other stimuli, and played the songs to them, uh, given that situation, I think they could tell you that the Dukes of Hazard took place probably in the American South, and that Mission Impossible was something very, very suspenseful. And I think that means that Mission Impossible is the better one because it puts you better in mind of what you're about to see. Because I don't know if you could really get to what this is about is a bunch of yokels jumping a car with a Confederate flag over a woman in shorty shorts. Um, I don't think you can get that from the Dukes of Hazard theme song. But I think you can get we're in for a suspenseful action thing from the Mission Impossible one. So Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible picking up its third vote, and we'll be moving on to face the Sopranos, but we do want to hear from our remaining panelists, starting with Tim. Yeah, um, 
I have not voted for Dukes of Hazard at any point during this bracket. I'm going to keep this short. I'm not voting for them here. It is Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible picking up its fourth vote. Will, Chris, will we have a sweep to close us out? Yeah, I'm not even going to spend too much time on this. Mission Impossible is more iconic to me. You hear the, you hear those dun dun. You, you when you hear the the dun dun, you know what you're listening to. It doesn't matter if it's from the TV show or from the movie. For people my age, we we saw the Tom Cruise movie in the '90s. We've seen the 13 sequels since then. It doesn't matter. That ties you, and as soon as you hear that, there is this this um, Pavlovian mindset that says. I'm in danger. I need to be careful and watch my surroundings. Mission Impossible is the better song. It better prepares me for what I'm about to watch. Even if I don't like the TV show, Mission Impossible will move it along. And Mission Impossible picking up the sweep. Uh, I don't have any particular lyrical reference that I can make because, as mentioned, it is instrumental. But uh, I will say this. Heading into the next episode, ladies and gentlemen, your mission, should you choose to accept it, will be to choose among these eight competitors as I recap here. We have the number four in the cartoons and kids bracket. We have the number four seed of DuckTales taking on the number 15 seed of the Rescue Rangers in the battle of Disney childhood nostalgia. In the sitcoms pre-1980 region, we are going to have the Jeffersons taking on Laverne and Shirley in a battle of one and two seeds in that region. In the post-1980 sitcoms, we have another Cinderella in The Big Bang Theory, a 12 seed, going up against the number two seed of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That one should be fun. And closing it out, another number, well, it's actually number one versus a number three matchup. Excuse me. It's uh, the number one seed of The Sopranos taking on the number three seed of Mission Impossible, which as you just heard, did beat the Dukes of Hazard to move on in a sweep. We hope you have enjoyed the show. We hope you will tune in next time to find out which of those eight TV theme shows will be crowned champion, which, as you know, here at Boozy Racketology, is one of the things that we believe in. If you're enjoying the show, uh, please, we have a great, we have a fantastic time recording this, but it does take a lot of work. If you could leave us a review, that would be great. Uh, five stars, preferably. If you want to say five stars and say, yeah, I'm giving you this five-star rating just so that Mike never sings another parody again, I completely respect that. If you'd like to touch base with us on uh, any of the socials or anything like that, we are on Facebook and Instagram at Boozy Bracketology, Twitter at Boozy Brackets. And of course, uh, if you're into the whole email or website thing, we are at boozybracketology at gmail.com or boozybracketology.com. Please tune in next time for the Elite Eight through the championship game for our TV theme song bracket. Uh, until then, I have been your host, Mike. I'm Tim. I'm Chris. I'm Josh. Nikki. And I'm Steven. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs>